0: G'day, guys. I'm Aaron Schultz, and this is episode number 85 of the Outback Mind podcast. Thanks so much for joining in. Episode 85 Music for Mental Health. I believe I've got one of the best or the best or the, the most undiscovered talents uh, in Australia with me today, a gentleman by the name of Chris Lane. Chris is a beautiful musician that's based in Queensland. Many of you may not have heard of Chris but uh, I'm sure by the end of this conversation you'll be, uh, be chasing up his music. He has... Um, Uh, An incredible ability to be able to use his voice uh, and instruments um, just in pure synchronicity and I guess once we actually start to tune in with music our nervous system starts to settle and our mind starts to settle we become in rhythm again and, and there's so much to be said about The ability to be able to sort of tune in with ourselves through music, and um, you know, a lot of us were brought up in times where it was hard rock and all those sorts of things, where it sort of distracts us. But Chris's music is really neutral, and it helps us get calm and stay in a calm state. So, to be able to to listen to um, some music every day that grounds you rather than agitates you, I think you know, so important and. um, this is a core part of the the podcast to be able to provide people with the skills to be able to settle the nervous system, manage the mental health a bit better, get back to a calm relaxed state uh, more often. And when we do that, then our mental health uh, obviously improves. We're not as depressed and anxious and so forth as much. So I'm sure you're going to hear a lot about, uh, about Chris's journey today, but also a lot from our conversation, which um, will help you connect more with music that may be able to be more uh, practical to be able to bring into your life as a well-being tool and a well-being solution. So I hope you enjoy our chat. just want to make a special mention to our partners or primary partners being Green Nutritionals who provide green organic superfoods, foods that are, are really great to support our mental health uh, through helping our digestion work better but also to help um, uh, parts of our, uh, I suppose, life that are lacking. So, you know, their calcium products, their magnesium products, Um, are really good if we're missing those sorts of supplements in our life or minerals in our life. So I really encourage you to check them out, greennutritionals.com.au and also Pure Life Organic Bakery who supply uh, supply sprouted breads all around the country. Uh, Their breads are so much better than normal breads that we eat because their grains are sprouted. And when our grains are sprouted, then basically the food... Um, digests a lot better when uh, when normal bread isn't sprouted wheat is very hard to digest uh, primarily but they also make gluten free breads and other types of breads which are awesome pizza based and that sort of stuff so I really encourage you to check them out purelifebakery.com.au Alrighty, listen to Chris and I going at it here and you're going to really enjoy this conversation Chris Lane, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast Thanks man No worries, uh, it's such a a blessing and an honour to have you here, mate. I've, I've loved your music for a few years. I know how, how good it's been for me. Uh, it gets me grounded and um, I'm sure you know there's going to be lots of people that will uh, look you up after hearing this conversation, mate. So I'm just uh, so, so grateful to have you along here and to be able to share your journey and, uh, and your music with, with people throughout Australia. I think it's going to be... Um, be very helpful to a lot of guys and and women out there so thank you um i just want to know a bit about which i don't know as yet a bit about your background and sort of you know where you're brought up your upbringing and sort of how life has really evolved for you until you know until now being able to be a full-time musician and um and sort of you know live your passion more and more
1: yeah okay um it's a a bit of a long story so (laughs) i'll try and <laughs> I'll try and keep it short. Yeah. But um basically born in Melbourne and uh grew up there and uh bit of that in Hobart for four years mm. in early high school and then um yeah, they they had a really good music program at the primary school I was at in Hobart so that sort of kick started the music thing for me. Um and we have got a couple of older brothers, and they were into music as well at the same time. So uh, we used to jam a lot at home and things like that. So that was sort of how the music thing kicked off. And then, um, yeah, just sort of end up doing a trade. I was, I was a, did a carpentry apprenticeship, um, basically because I didn't want to... I couldn't stand high school. <laughs> mm, yeah. So I, I got to year 11, and I was, I'd had enough. I couldn't, couldn't handle it anymore. So... My parents just sort of said, well, if you get a job before year 12 starts, you don't have to go back. So I just got on a mission. And um, at the time, the building industry was pretty good. So I got an apprenticeship and I didn't have to go back to school. And I was really happy about that. Mm. Uh, so I did my chippy apprenticeship, worked as a chippy in Melbourne uh, for probably well, part, four years apprenticeship and then probably did two or three years in the trade after that and then I just sort of reached a point where I kind of joined a band and then uh, made the decision just to leave the trade and, and sort of pursue music and yeah it was a bit of a decision but because it meant I was, I was sort of making pretty good money back then and and I kind of you know went from that to sort of making nothing. Mm. Uh, so I had to re <laughs> rejig my life a little bit <laughs> But at the time I was single And you know, it was pretty easy It wasn't a lot of I didn't have to consider Other people in the equation So it was kind of a good time to do it And yeah, so kind sort of went on from there And went from different bands to different bands And you know, just sort of uh, Met up with a couple of fellas Up on the Sunshine Coast actually I was I decided to go back to school and do jazz in Melbourne. Mm. So, you know, and studied jazz down there. They had a really good thing going at the taste down there at the time. So yeah, I went down there, studied music, and then um, came back up here and then my sister was actually going out with a fella uh, that was really good musician, great songwriter and stuff and I just sort of hit it off with him and we just sort of started playing music from day one together and then made, made a band and then, you know, that sort of went okay. So that was sort of, yeah, keep me off into making a bit of money out of it. Mm. And, yeah, that went for probably, well, there was a couple of different bands in that time with that guy and then went through to about 2000. And then I met the, uh, Stewie and, and Matt from, uh, that were in another band and we formed Okra at that time and, you know, we just sort of got together back in Melbourne actually. And yeah, we were just sort of kicking around cause we'd just been on a tour. I met them on a tour with another band and then we we're after the tour, we we're back in Melbourne and none of us were really sort of doing much. So we thought, you know, let's get together and have a jam. So we just sort of got together in Stewie's lounge room and, uh, He's a big guy from Ochre. Mm. And got together in his mum and dad's lounge room and just set all their gear up and realised we had a quite a bit of, of material between us. So we booked a studio in Canberra where Matt was living and basically went up to Canberra and spent a week recording our first album, which was called Elements, um, which is the first Ochre album. Mm. And, yeah, then we just started... Then left Canberra, went came back up to the sunny coast, and yeah, just sort of put down. Well, when I say put down roots, we drove our vans back up here and basically were camping in the car park at the beach. <laughs> 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 yeah. So because we were still, you know, not really making much money and stuff, and and uh, back at that time there wasn't many people doing that, so there was plenty of camp spots and council weren't really onto it so Yeah, we did we basically lived in the car park at Yorumba for a couple of years down Yorumba Beach at, um, Just out of cool. Yep oh, yeah. and Yeah, we just started Getting gigs around the place and going up and down the coast and and uh, sort of got busier and busier and then started going overseas and uh, picking up a few festivals doing a lot in Canada basically go in there every winter, we go for their summer and um, yeah, do the festival season over there, then come back and play here and did a lot of busking. Did Yeah. That was sort of our our main way of making money because CDs had just come out and a lot of people were buying CDs, so we, managed, we sort of timed it really well there, so we were just sort of found places where we could play in front of
0: lots and lots of people. Uh, random street festivals and things all around the world. And, yeah, we sort of did that for years and
1: years and then also did, you know, sort of other bigger festivals um, along the way. (coughs) Um, Yeah, and then, how am I going now? I've got to Oka and then, yeah, sort of through to about 2015, uh, yeah, 2015, and then I decided to, I was sort of coming and going from Bali and, you know, uh, doing a bit of devotional stuff over there like Kirtan, which is sort of chanting, playing mantras and, yep. and that sort of thing. And I was playing with a guy called Kevin James, doing, um, he was sort of a guitarist, singer, and I was playing mainly bamboo flute with him and a bit of slide guitar. Yeah, yep. And then uh, I kind of decided I needed to change because I've been doing the ochre thing for so long. And that uh, I decided to leave, which was really hard to do because sort of, I put so much, so many years into that project, into the Oka project, and just sort of walk away from it was kind of felt like I was a uh, bit off my head, really, you know, because I had a really good, stable kind of income happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's just something that I felt I had to do for some reason. and And so... But did it, didn't really know. It was that sort of thing, when you, you know, you sort of leaping off the cliff, I suppose you might say. Um, and, yeah, I just had this really strong feeling, you know, it was the right thing to do. And then, uh, yeah, was, I was over in Bali and ended up meeting up with... Um, Xavier Rudd was over there for a, a tour, uh, doing Bali Spirit Festival, which is just like a music yoga festival in, yeah. in Bali.
0: Yeah,
1: awesome. And then... Um, sort of end up jamming with him. And, uh, yeah, we sort of got on pretty well and I ended up doing a gig with him and and, uh, and Bobby Arloo was the Oka's drummer before that as well. So, yeah, Bobby left Oka and then he was through on his day for about, you know, a little while. And then, yeah, so I met up with those guys and then, yeah, did a, did a gig with them all the way too. And they ended up hanging out there for a couple of weeks, and and Dave was writing a bunch of songs for his new record, and and I was sort of jammed with him, just playing bamboo flute or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, I really want that on the album." Mm. And uh, you know, when I record it, you know, if you're up for it, you know, come and record. So I ended up back in Australia at that time, and ended up recording that that album. And then after that, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tour it," you know if you want to, if you're keen to kind of tour. And at the time I was like, ah, oh, you know, sort of, I had a pretty good sort of lifestyle, pretty, pretty cruisy. And, and uh, actually traveling, flying around, you know, the other side of the world and jumping on a, a bus with 12 other people <laughs> <laughs> and, and living on the bus. And, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. But anyway, I, I decided to do it eventually. And then uh end up doing that for a year and a half and we just yeah it was like the first real kind of muso job where I've been working six nights a week and uh, that was an awesome experience actually really really good mm. and yeah then that tour series wound up the album tour wound up and um, ended up joining up with Oka again after that for a couple of years and so it's been a pretty good flow and then and then sort of you know then i sort of started doing more kirtan again with kevin in in between and then sort of reached a point where uh sort of the covid thing kicked in actually
0: yeah
1: and that sort of put a bit of a put the brakes on <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. Uh, big time That's, it probably has for a lot of people mm-hmm. um so especially people working in jobs that involve traveling and So that's been a little bit tricky to negotiate because it's sort of, um, you can't travel anywhere and obviously if you're a musician then you can't travel, then you can't tour and then, you know, uh, even if you do organise gigs, they get cancelled and, you know, it's sort of, yeah, made it pretty tough to kind of make a living and it's still the same now. Um, So, yeah, I've just been sort of, Doing a lot more stuff at home. Um, gardening. and <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of, it's actually been quite, quite good because you know, travelling and all that is, is good fun and everything, but you sort of, you get a bit ungrounded and, you know, yeah, um, just to have the opportunity to, to get my hands in the dirt and and plant some trees and plant some veggies and put some chooks out the back, so we're getting the
0: fresh eggs and yeah, live
1: naturally. So that's
0: sort of would have been that's it. Yeah. What was that? Oh, you, you, you're you getting back to nature again, you know, and uh, and doing the things that we've got the power to do, and uh, the the natural natural things that are coming from your heart, which I think's really been a journey for you the whole time, you know, from from where you started to where you are now. You're doing what your heart's calling you, and I think we'll touch more into that, mate. But I'm I'm curious to know about Hobart. Where did you go to school, and where did you live down there?
1: Um. Yeah, I think that's been the, that's been the sort of, the, the thing that's paid off for me the most so far is, is that thing of following your heart even when it it seems like, you know, logically it seems like the wrong thing to do. Like if you, if you analyse it with your mind, you sort of go, well, you know, the money's not, you know, what am I going to live on and, you know, all this sort of thing. Mm. Um, but in the end, if you don't follow your heart, then you're going to sort of get off track and, and even if you are making the money, you're not going to be feeling good and things aren't going to flow. And um, and so, yeah, I think it's pretty important. that has been an important lesson for me to just sort of... And it's not easy, you know, like, I mean, they're always the hardest decisions that I've found anyway to make. Are those, They always kind of... It always seems to put you in a position where you're like, oh, you know, like, this is pretty, uh, you know, pretty scary. But... Um, yeah, it always seems to pay off in the end If, if it's really something you're feeling deep down So yeah. Um, But yeah, Hobart was um, I was living on the east eastern shore In a place called Howrah
0: Yep Not very
1: well um, oh, oh, cool Yeah, so That was actually the best part of my childhood Living in Hobart Because um, as you know It's like an absolutely stunning place in the world mm. And uh when we moved over there, like the parents, obviously, and houses were really cheap, and pretty much everyone on that side of the river had a view.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, a lot of people in Hobart, they're sort of perched on the on the edge of the river, on the you know on the edge of the mountains and stuff. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: So yeah, we sort of had the capped Mountain in the winter over the other side of the river, Mount Wellington and Mount Nelson, mm. and um, yeah, fantastic place to live. Actually, I loved it. Mm.
0: So I was down there for probably 15 years, mate, I reckon. And uh, it certainly yeah, it was a nice, pristine place, and it still is. But, yeah, it certainly got populated now. But, um, oh, you you know, yeah, you could be a kid back then. You know, I think that that's the gift for you. You're able to be, you know, be a, be a kid and be able to be connected with nature and and, and really getting back to the heart um this is where a lot of guys get unstuck, where we're chasing what's above the shoulders, um, you know, what's been taught to us and what society lays out for us in many ways. But if we can really tune into what it is that gives us joy and happiness and, and peacefulness, then and to be able to create a career around that is, um, is a special gift. But I just think if you're persistent, then things can really, um, um, you know, take care of themselves and will evolve uh, for you if you're really doing what your heart's, you know wanting you to do and um and i guess at the end of the day it's a skill that we need to come back to because a lot of us lose that connection would you agree
1: yeah i think that's 100 percent spot on um yeah it's it's uh i mean it's we're taught so many things you know depending on i mean everyone's got a different upbringing and different parents and different sort of Uh, neighbourhoods and all that sort of thing but there's a lot of similarities, you know, Australia wide, if you're sort of from a city somewhere or even in in some of the rural areas it's all, you know, it's fairly similar across the board Um, obviously pretty different once you get out into the territory and way out in, you know Northwest WA and some, you know uh, but um, just that idea of sort of being sculpted into society to sort of, there's all these expectations uh, that are sort of placed upon you almost subconsciously that, you know, you got to do this to be successful and you have to do that to be successful and, mm. you know, you've got to add that to your arsenal to sort of prove your worth in society and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and for me, I, I sort of, yeah I, I never really aspired to sort of you know to have the the house and the car and the wife and the kids and the dog you know i mean some people that's that, that's a thing and, and that's great um but it just sort it of wasn't a calling for me yeah. um and so it sort of freed me up to kind of pursue other things uh, mainly you know what was sort of coming up from inside me from you know does um, that make sense?
0: Oh absolutely mate and and it's very rare like you caught it out young you know you you were lucky you had probably good parents that were able to sort of give you the freedom to make those decisions yourself but you know you, you did the right thing you got a trade you you sort of uh, went into that pathway of uh, of traditional work where you were earning good money and so forth but I, you know, I've had Pete Murray on the on the podcast as well, for example, and uh, he was the same. He was sort of into the workforce, but he knew underneath that there was something bigger, and he had to make a leap. You know, uh, he was earning nothing, you know, for quite a period yeah. of time until he actually had the courage yeah. to to start an album at the age of thirty or starting you know, to bring his first album out at the age of thirty. And um, people were were you know criticizing him or um, judging him on 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 that, but um, it turned out that. Uh, you know, he followed his heart, and if he didn't do that, then so many people would not have benefited from the, the beautiful music that he's been able to co- create over the journey, you know? Right,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's had a lot of success, you know, reached a lot of people. and um, Yeah, so... Yeah, I think it's... it's uh, If you can tap into that, then uh, it's uh, it, can, it can be really rewarding. But uh, you just sort of have to make that decision that sort of money... Isn't the isn't the driver? You know, mm. because these heart sort of it's generally these sort of uh, heartfelt things. Uh, you can't expect them initially to to be an instant payday, and very rarely they are. You know. Mm.
0: That that's that so
1: yeah. Yeah, oftentimes your life's got to go through a big upheaval and changes to kind of re accommodate. You know the idea that you'd actually not going to make any money mm. for a while. Mm. You know, um, which is why I ended up, you know, living in a in a sort of a motorhome type thing, just a you know, in vans. I've had vans for years, and it's funny that it's sort all of, sort of come back around now, and there's so many people living that lifestyle, and then you know, all of a sudden it's become this thing on in, on social media and Instagram where people are living the van lifestyle, and and um some people are actually making a living out of just taking photos of themselves living in their van it's,
0: it's awesome yeah i know mate it's incredible i live in agnes water and every second person with the van is coming here you know for a bit of a visit at the moment and uh uh you know it's great I, I i had that calling you know myself but i wasn't brave enough to step into it but a lot of these people now even young and old are saying well i've, I've had uh had 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 enough of you know all the things that are holding me back i want to get out and live my life now and and you were able to do that through your music which is which is you know tremendous and you know mates um like the whole journey for you you've been able to um yeah just just go with the heart calling but it's interesting chris like this is how i connected with you was was through yoga and what sort of got you into following that sort of pathway and uh and that, that, I suppose, lifestyle, so to speak, um, to be able to really bring your energy to that um, and be able to create the beautiful music that you've been able to do. So from from that uh, perspective with meaning, I guess, yeah. Uh,
1: what got me into the, onto the yoga kind of path, is that what you're
0: asking? Yeah, mate, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I actually, like, back in 93... Just way back, but uh, actually, when I first come up to the sunny coast, um, I went to Milney Festival, which is the you know original woodford and mm. and end up going to the very last Mulaney festival on the you know on the showground side in Mulaney there and um, yeah, ended up sort of having this real sort of uh, experience it's hard sort of hard to. Sort of describe in, in, a, in a short amount of time, but it's basically like, uh, listening to these guys chanting mantras and, and, uh, playing devotional music. And I, I sort of had a real sort of heart-opening experience watching those guys that, you know, really sort of injected this sort of feeling into me that, that, um, I'd never really felt before. And, and, uh, I've sort of spent the rest of my life since then. It was kind of like the most amazing drug that I've ever experienced um yeah. it was like totally sort of a natural drug and um the main problem with that is that you can't just go to a dealer and get some more you have to find out <laughs> the source of it you know mm-hmm. um and for me that involved you know traveling to india because um, the guys that i that i was listening to were uh hari krishna so they you know it was through the hindu sort of portal of, of things um and so you yeah, know I thought I oh, was well, going to go to India and, and see what it's all about, so I ended up sort of going there a few times and did a few things buying uh, a motorbike and and touring around India on a motorbike and uh, you know finding that's how I got into bamboo flute because I went over there and heard these guys playing a bamboo flute, and I thought oh, that's you know and immediately I felt you know like that's what I'll, I love that sound, I want to learn that you know. Mm. So end up sort of getting teachers over there and, and, and just mostly travelling, exploring India in the, sort of in the late 90s. And that sort of really, you know, got me going on that path, I guess. And then I sort of just sort of took that vibe and, and then ended up sort of doing the Oka thing, um, which is sort of this fusion of sort of that sort of devotional feel but with... Um, with the indigenous Australian element, you know, with Stewie, you know, and his culture and the didgeridoo, and and I felt, for me, that was like the perfect fusion. Uh, mm. That's where I could put that sort of, because it was what well, it was instrumental, so it's just kind of, you know, yeah. I can just play whatever I'm feeling, you know, from the heart, and then, you know, he's playing the didge and tapping into that sort of grounding energy of Australia. Yeah. Uh, and that was sort of, you know, that was perfect for me as a as a sort of um, vehicle of expression, you know. Um, so yeah, that's why I ended up doing that for so long because it was just something that really felt right. Uh, and then you know, sort of later on, I sort of met uh, Kevin James, and he's basically the first guy I'd ever met that didn't have a home. You know, mm-hmm. he he yeah. basically lived. He carried everything he owned with him. Mm. And he basically, you know, he sold everything. I used to live in Byron, he sold his car, sold all his possessions, just kept his guitar and his sort of music gear, mm. and and he's just travelled, you know, he's always on the road. And, you know, end up sort of hooking up and um, playing some, some gigs with him um, a lot of gigs in Bali and a few whenever he used to come back to Australia and yeah he was just yeah it was great to play with him he's like really amazing energy uh, have you seen Kevin before have
0: you I'm, you I'm, any stuff? I'm, I'm trying to um, picture him mate I, I can't uh, there's lots of Kevin James around but um there's only one. There's only one Xavier Rudd, which I I, I, I know of. But um, it's Kevin, no, I'll have to try and connect somehow, mate, for sure.
1: Yeah, I just yeah look, you know, if you feel like it, look him up and, uh, yeah, pretty amazing guy. Um, so yeah, that sort of really uh, you know, got me into that uh, playing sort of sort of more devotional stuff, I suppose. We're, we're sort of doing sort of more yogic, uh, sort of you know, eastern based stuff, I suppose, with with uh, Hindu mantras and Buddhist mantras and all that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then, obviously, Gwyn Williams, who you know,
0: mm-hmm. you know, Gwyn? Yeah, I do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's been really good for that too, because he was, you know, he was liking what I was doing and. He invited me to, to come and play music for his yoga classes. So oh. um, he's been another one that sort of you know helped me move in that direction. He's always you know been a good support for you know the, sort of that sort of music, you know that devotional kind of music.
0: Is that a uh, is that a parrot in the background we can hear? yeah <laughs> or something yeah. going on that's cool, I'm, out
1: the, I'm out in the front garden and there's a yeah it's we've got some uh, bananas growing out here so yeah. we get quite a few birds coming in nice to like guy. you know they like eating those and yeah
0: keep an eye on them <laughs> yeah
1: and the, the apple they like the apple tree as well
0: oh no doubt mate if you can grow your own yeah. food and live sustainably yourself then why not but uh a few birds are. Uh, the only thing you've got to worry about rather than, uh, than paying cash for it. So that's a better option for me, I reckon. Tell me oh, um, uh, a few birds to, uh, to, 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 to deal with better than paying cash at the supermarket for something like that. So I'd, uh, I'd, I'd be able to uh, accept that pretty easily, mate. That's a good, uh, a good problem to have. Tell me, <laughs> tell me mate, um, with regards to, to these guys... you know and when i connected with you you were really the only australian that i knew that was able to to play music that resonated with me because when we think about um you know music and yoga we think about the harmonium and all these sorts of sounds which are foreign to us but i i guess that you were able to blend in traditional instruments that um that actually were able to resonate with the average person calm the nervous system down and then be able to you know provide lyrics which had meaning behind them
1: right oh yeah that's interesting i never really thought about that but um Mm. yeah um yeah i guess that's just sort of what you know what i knew how to play you know like i'd been strumming away on guitar for years so that was sort of an obvious choice um and yeah bamboo flute i've been playing you know for a long time as well so Mm. Basically just putting the things that I enjoy the most together and I suppose the, the most... The thing that I had to work on the most was the, the singing part of it because I sort of never really... That was kind of the, the thing that I did the least, really, in any of the projects that I did, so... Um, but I also, sort of realised the power of mantra, you know, mainly through sort of playing with Kevin and um, mm. and realised, you know, because his gigs are kind of all about getting everyone singing, so if you've got 100 people there, you've got 100 people singing, you know? Yeah, yep. Um, and I found that sort of really powerful uh, as far as people can really let go, mm. you know, because no one's really listened to what everyone else is doing. It's just, just sort of... Uh, you're just basically just letting it all out and... and um, yeah, I found that really, really helpful, really cathartic, and, and um, yeah. So that I thought, well, I want to put that into into my solo thing as well, um, and that's yeah, sort of basically what I've been mucking around with for the last few years. Is sort of guitar, and, and I use a looper because you know I can't play guitar and flute at the same time, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, just sort of looping the guitar, just pretty simple stuff, and and you know, just playing
0: the slide guitar over that and a bit of bamboo flute and yeah amazing uh, mate amazing and we'll, we'll touch more on the on the music in a tick but one one thing for the listeners here you know in yogic terms and and so forth the word jump so repeat you know repeat 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 when you when you do this the mind sort of gets out of the road and that's when you start to get harmony with both hemispheres and um that's when you can start to take control of your self-awareness and um, and your mental well-being, I believe, because through vibration in the body, through sound, and you're doing that repetitively. Um, you know, in, in modern traditions in, in Australian or Western music, we call it a chorus. So we we'll always identify the chorus in a song, you know, a popular song like... Um, uh you know working class man by jimmy bond or whatever but right you, you know <laughs> but if you're saying something repetitively over and over and over then all of a sudden that becomes part of you and that can really have a profound um effect on your self-awareness and, and mental health would you agree
1: yeah for sure yeah i think anything where it can kind of get you um you know well singing you know, in such a you know, it's it's such a, uh amazing thing to do, like, it's, as far as making you feel good. But that's another thing that's sort of been sort of really pushed down as far as being, like, an Australian man, I guess, or a male, you know, it's sort of, you know, oh, yeah, you know, gosh, don't with that sing and, you know, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, everyone's had that experience where they've been hanging out with their mates and, you know, you get songs like, you know, Jimmy Barnes or, you know, um, Cold Chisel or any of those, you know, and you, you kind of get together and you, you have a good thing with your mates and it's like, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing better.
0: Mm, mm.
1: Yeah, soon, so soon, I guess Manchester's just another version of that, but it's sort of coming from a different culture and, um, you know, a really ancient, ancient culture, which is... Uh, yeah, quite fascinating, because it's, uh, you know, the it's all Sanskrit, you know, which is this amazing language that's uh, supposed to be the most perfect language ever invented, you know, in a sense, I think the oldest language as well, so it carries all sorts of vibrations with that, with uh, all the different sounds in Sanskrit. Mm.
0: That's something that most guys wouldn't be familiar with, um, Chris, but... Sanskrit's uh, it comes from ancient India um and it's basically like a text that was written, you know, a long time ago with regards to humanity and um you know some of the things we do need to be able to do to keep the physical body working well and the mental body working well and all the things that go yeah. around that. But um getting back to traditional music, as we said, with the you know, the, the main artists that we all grew up with. You know, yeah. when when we're, when we're singing uh, this, we're, we're, we're quite heightened, you know, we're quite escalated and usually there's a bit of a yeah. da- down from that. But if you're, you're chanting mantra, I believe it keeps your mind more neutral um, and then you can, you know, start to just find that particular balance within your life and um, to be able to find that, that sort of sense of um, stability and vibration through sound I think um you know so important and um you know it's quite often to keep the mind still people repeat a mantra around uh in the in their head consistently to be able to keep um uh i suppose uh you know their their mind from wandering and uh, those sorts of things we can actually do to be able to help um our our awareness stay stable and not sort of drift off like the mind does would you agree
1: yeah absolutely um and the other aspect of it uh, Well, there's a lot of aspects to it But the potential of vibration um, I think goes way, way beyond um, stilling the mind as well That's like one of the attributes But the power of vibration through music Can contain basically the universe I mean, it sounds pretty cosmic But um, when you consider that We all supposedly came from uh, The original sound vibration Which in Hindu's Om But you know Mm. uh, And that that sort of created Everything on the planet Um, So it sort of stands to reason That through you know Music vibration you can tap into All sorts of dimensions Of of, uh, Joy Love um, And you know The kind of thing that it's really hard to experience um, on the earthly plane through any other means that I've found anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. and and especially in sort of our Western culture of growing up in Australia, which is sort of, um, yeah, it seems to be almost at odds at at times with, with uh, empowering you to sort of open up your heart and, it sort of seems like a whole different sort of programming yeah. that we've all been put through. You know, to sort of, you know, learn to be good at school, to you know, to get a trade. To yeah, you know, which are all, all good things to do. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of emphasis on actually getting in touch with your, with your heart, and and like you say, like stilling your mind, so that uh, you know you can actually get these messages coming through from the universe or from god or whatever you want to call it mm. which can help you make these decisions that you know when you sort of when you can get in touch with your heart you can hear what your heart's trying to tell you um so that you can sort of because you can't sort of make these decisions if you can't hear what your heart's telling you can you
0: oh absolutely yeah. and we don't know how to identify that as men chris um you know, this is why I'm really passionate about teaching um, meditation and yoga and those things to, to guys right, right. because we, we can be connected with that and, you know, yeah. to be able to identify it, um, I suppose, uh, the, the feeling you get when you are peaceful and what you tapped into before about, you know, the, the, the terms of love and joy because society trying to keep us at the opposite of that, which, you know, fear and shame and guilt primarily, you know. Um, yeah, and yeah. that that's where the education system has got a lot to answer for because it actually takes us down that pathway of feeling in fear consistently, and then having to consume to be able to uh, get that sense of uh, joy, temporary joy, but it's not sustainable joy, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know becoming even more apparent now with the the way things are going in the world and the amount of influence that the government is having. Or attempting to have on everyone and what they do in their daily life. Yeah. Um, it's. It's. I think it's even more difficult, and it's probably even more important to, to find these ways of, um, of cutting out all that noise, um, and sort of breaking through the indoctrination that we've all experienced growing up in uh, public education and, and just that throwaway society that we've all been brought up in, you know, where you get your food from the supermarket and you, um, you know, you buy things that aren't going to last and then throw them in the bin and you don't know how to fix things, you know. Um, and I think, for me, the real value of, of, of the old ways has really come to the fore in the last few years for me. Um, you know, and it's been, I've realised sort of, what a great decision it was to actually do an apprenticeship and know how to, how to build things because, you know, now I've got, you know, a little bit of land. I've only got a quarter of an acre, but I've, I've just sort of been, you know, planning it out as... I can't fit one more tree on there, I don't think, but um, <laughs> just being able to build chook pens to be able to, you know, and my neighbours, like, in the, he knows how to fix cars. And, you know, it's, it's stuff that, you know, is going to become more and more... They're like real-world skills, you know. So you're not like sitting behind a computer, yeah. um, moving digits around, you know. Um,
0: practical stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, you know, um, moving forward, it's like that's the sort of thing that we're all going to need is, as a community uh, to have skills to kind of to keep it, keep ourselves uh, ahead of the game, you know.
0: Mm. Oh, definitely. That that's true. And getting back to what you said, my my dream is to you know be able to buy land with others, so you can all live on that one land, grow the food, you know, share all those types of things. I think which we're meant to be doing as humans, uh, more of a, in, in a tribal environment, because the whole system is really geared about uh, disconnecting to uh, dis- disconnecting us. But the more we can yeah. con- connect with our hearts then the more we actually see that the, the the best things in life are really, you know, costing nothing. You know, the, the, the universe, yeah. the world provides us with all these beautiful things that we've been been, been disengaged from. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we don't actually, uh, you know, find connection with anymore. We've been sort of trained to not uh, do the simple things, go to the supermarket, buy the stuff, you know, go through this merry-go-round whereas we can get back to that simplicity again we can start to get, um, you know, our, our connection with ourselves back, but also our connection with others back. You know, would you agree? Yeah,
1: yeah, spot on. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I think um, there's a lot of skills, you know, that sort of society puts worth on, on certain things and, and not other things. But I think, you know, if you look at, say, you know, spending, spending more time in rural Australia... And just the skills that, that, you know, some of the fellas have out on, out on the land and, and, and women as well that I've met, um, you know, things like riding horses, mm. you know. Mm. I mean, they might just think, oh, that's just what, everyone does that. But, like, that is, you know, that is an amazing skill to have. Yeah. To know, to know how to handle horses, to communicate, because to ride one, you've got to be able to communicate with it. Don't yeah. it? That's true. So, and that's, like, what an amazing skill, you know. Like, someone from the city wouldn't know the first thing about it, you know. Like, well, oh, it's a big horse, you know, like, scary. But, you know, people from the country just walk up, by here, you know, jump up on it and off they go. Um, mm. Things like that, things like um, knowing how to, even knowing how to hunt. Mm. They know, knowing how to survive off the land, you know. Like, the Indigenous people, they amazing hunters with, you know, very primitive weapons and being able to, you know, keep themselves, to be able to thrive, not even just keep themselves alive, but be able to thrive out, out in out in the bush. Mm. You know, all these skills, I think, you know, um, compared to some of the things that are sort of put up on a pedestal in our society, you know, I think those skills, the, the ones that, um, that a lot of the country people have got and, and Indigenous people have got, uh, way, way superior um, and more tapped into nature, obviously, and uh, than a lot of the other superficial stuff that's being sort of as normal. sold as, as important, you know?
0: Yeah, oh, I agree, Chris. Um, you know, we won't go too deep into it, but what, what's sort of happening at the moment is really disconnecting us from, from that to be able to sort of, you know, force control, I, I suppose, in many ways. Uh, and, yeah. um, you know... Uh, to be able to not allow us that, that connection. So when you were a young fellow and I was a young fella, everyone had fruit trees in their backyard. Everyone grew stuff they shared it. all that sort of thing. This, uh, this yeah. moment in time was spoken about 4,000 years ago by the Egyptians. It was spoken about through all these ancient texts leading up until now as being a pivotal awakening for humanity. Um, yeah. And obviously what we're seeing now is pretty much a diversion to try and keep us uh, uh, away from that, I guess, uh, in, in many ways.
1: Yeah, it seems like everything coming from the top down is is geared towards uh, division, keeping people apart, Um, you know. And you look at, you know, what the directions are now as far as this COVID thing, it's like it's all like keep a metre and a half apart, don't talk to people, Mm. wear a face covering so people can't see your face, Mm. Um, can't see your your mouth, I don't know if you're smiling or, or, you know, like... you 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 can't even really communicate with people. Mm. Um, Hearing a muffled kind of thing through a face mask is is like, that's not communication, you know. So everything that's been said is like, we've got to do this and we have to do it. It's all, you know, the opposite to what, um, that what facilitates connection between humans. Yes. Um, And so I think, you know, it's, and it's getting tougher and tougher and you know, it's sort of pushing, pushing, pushing you know, like uh, and I think now is the time when, you know, we all these human connections are, are the most important thing that you can do in your day, I think mm. you know, making that effort to sort of you know, I went down the beach this morning lucky enough to be, to be able to go down the beach and and have a surf this morning and, and uh, we've got this thing where it's uh, got a bunch of mates that that we just meet up every Monday, no matter what the surf's like, um, and it's just a bunch of fellas, uh, and so it's our sort of men's men's time, you know. We we uh, it's not a sexist thing; it's just that that's you know we we all sort of got partners, and and we and a lot of them have got families, and yeah, we just take that time out just to hang out with a bunch of fellows and, and go surfing together and hang out afterwards and just talk about things, mm, you know, okay. talk about life, talk about how things are going. And, you know, uh, I think that's, that's uh, something I really look forward to in my week, mm. um, just sort of having that connection
0: well, mate, with it's a super-
1: bunch, nice.
0: bunch of fellas, you know. Oh, I agree. But see, the average average guy out there, the, the connection is with a beer in the hand usually and that's that's false in many ways, you know. To be able to have the pure vulnerability is important. So tonight after we finish this, I'm going to run a men's circle here. I've been doing that for a while right. and, and my vision is to you have right. these circles all throughout Australia so people can have a place to connect and be able to speak about their life, you know, good or bad and be able to support others yeah. and lift each other up. I just think it's, it's so yeah. important, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's good if you can sort of get together over something healthy, you know, like something that's not, you know, like you say, revolving around drinking a beer. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, I'm against drinking beer. I, I just think that, you know, if, if you can sort of connect over something, whether you you know, if it's sports, you know, like uh, you know, it might be. You know, if you're into horses, you get together and go for a horse ride, or you take your motorbikes out and mm. and go for spin, or you know, you play fris- you know frisbee golf or whatever it is. You know, mm. you're kind of there with the with the lads and you and you um you're kind of connecting uh, through nature because you're out you're outside you know and that's a really good place to start I think and then when you actually do get a chance to sort of sit down afterwards you've all shared you know that that sort of similar experience and then um yeah I've found it can sort of really help each other if you've you've got something on your mind you can you know put it out there in the group and you know you can be heard and and, uh you know you can listen to what others have got to say and what they're going through and you know oftentimes it's just about having a good laugh you know (laughs)
0: that's true get out of the mind you know yeah
1: yeah because things can get a bit serious you know like um and so yeah just to sort of get together and and um yeah the simple thing of making each other laugh is is so powerful i think
0: well chris where i live here in agnes water this was a a traditional healing ground or a guy where men came you know to, to to get together to do things and that you know and uh that yeah. that's, that's the, the the landscape here like women didn't come in it was a, it was a, a ground for guys to, to do things together and share that camaraderie and so forth and I just think it's so important for us to do that you've been able to do it through music you've connected with other guys you haven't had um, uh, mixed sex in in the, in the in the groups that you're in and you know you've been able to do something that's really vulnerable by getting into yoga which is not your traditional pathway for a man to to um, you know to, to express himself in Australia um you know we we, we'd we'd be listening to heavy metal or or hardcore music primarily (laughs) but you know yoga is quite quite a subtle thing to be able to to connect with and you know it's taken me a long time to find this particular uh pathway as well you know but I had to really shed skins to get back to that sense of feeling you know vulnerability and actually see the beauty and the value of uh of what was going on I suppose yeah
1: yeah yeah, I think one one powerful thing about yoga um, is that, you know, as you know, when you when you're doing doing going through the asanas and you and you breathe, you know, the postures and things that, yeah, a lot of it it's all connected to your breath. Yeah. So immediately once you sort of you connect to your breath and your your energy and your focus goes on your breath, and you know, I find that that helps sort of. Focus the mind and 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 slow the chatter down as well. I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah. If you agree with that? But, um, yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: that's sort of what I found in my experience of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, uh, where was I going with that tangent? <laughs>
0: Well, it's it's, it's, it's not a skill that we're taught in modern society. We're meant to be above the shoulders, you know, from grade three onwards. You know, it's all about like putting uh, us in this uh, expectation mode where we're judged on our results and all those sorts of things. We become self-critical and judgmental and all those sorts of things. But when you are doing a practice like yoga, you you get in tune with your body and, and your mind follows the breath when the, when the, when the mind follows the breath the body starts to settle it's a bit like running so i yeah. i enjoy running you get into a flow all the chatter shuts up after a while and then you start to get the real clarity and then you connect with yeah. the, you connect with the heart and uh, the uh, yeah, the yeah. yoga the yoga is there's science around it to be able to get out of the mind connect with the body yeah. back, back to the heart center again yeah
1: yeah running's a great one I've, I've been getting into that actually that was one thing that i learned from uh, Xavier Rudd i was because, you know, I've sort of seen him, you know, I've sort of watched him tour and, and he's, one of the, he's one of the hardest working uh, musicians I've ever met. Um, he just goes for it, you know, like mm. his tours are, are just relentless. And, um, you know, my experience had been on the road. I'd be like, you know, I'd I'd finish a tour and I'd get home and I'd be absolutely wrecked, you know, it'd it'd Mm. take me a couple of months just to recover.
0: Mm.
1: And then I'd see him and he's touring much harder than me and then he's like looking better than ever, you know, and I'm like, well, what's the secret? You know, I get curious, I'm like, well, how come, you know, what are you doing? So then when I started touring with him, um, I found out that he runs all the time, Mm. you know, when you're on the road, you know. So, uh, and it's a perfect thing if you if you're travelling all the time, you know. All you need is a pair of shoes, mm. or not if you're at the beach or whatever. But um, you know, the minimum you know you need a pair of running shoes and a pair of shorts, and off you go. So mm, that's it. As far as touring, you know, and having minimal possessions, it's, it's it was the perfect thing for being on the road. You sort of bus turns up, you know, at a new new. City and you kind of, you know, look out the window We're in, you know, Baltimore or whatever, you know And then you like, it's like, alright uh, I'm going to go and have a look around And and basically put the running shoes on And, and go for a run, you know And, and um, that was the only tour that I've ever done Where I've come back and felt better when I got home Than when I left mm-hmm. um, So And it was just having that habit as kind of a healthy habit where, you know, I'd be sort of looking around where I was and, you know, exercising at the same time. And I think because it was new senior every day, it I used to be able to run a lot further because it's sort of, you know, you, you don't know where you're going. So. Yeah, that, oh, that, that's <laughs> it, mate.
0: I've, I've got some unbelievable experiences running from different countries around the world and seen, uh, seen some incredible things, like at 4am, 5am, And that, you know, uh, just getting out of this pure... You know what it's like, those ambrosial hours where the mind's most still. If you can connect with yourself in that time and connect with nature and the universe... you you see the agitation you see all the things going on around you with compassion because you know that there's such a higher level of consciousness to be in and that flow state you get with the breathing through running is is really really valuable and that's why someone like xavier was able to keep his vibration high through that period because he always had that as as his default i suppose and being able to come back to it on a daily basis yeah 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 it's sort of
1: like a you know a one-stop shot, you know, sort of, like you say, once you get into that rhythm, it fills your mind, it's like a meditation, mm. uh, you're getting your heart rate up, you're, um, you know, exercising your, your lungs, you're getting a lot of oxygen flowing through, Um you know, there a lot of benefits mm. from running, you know, and, and also you're out in nature, you know, so, yeah, the, uh, yeah that, that's a real simple one.
0: I agree that that's where I got into Yin Yoga because Yin was balancing it out, you know. Um, to right, be able right. to, you know, the tight hamstrings you would do Yin, your whole postures for a period of time, and all of a sudden yeah. your mind would settle and you'd be able to get it into that meditative state again, and that becomes yeah, right. your, know, yeah, 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 the the really the, the way you live your life, and um, if we have got too much, you know. Flat out Going on in our life Then we've got to be able To find that stillness To to get it back again And a lot of See this is a real game changer For me Chris Like I got into running Competitively And I was too much In my mind Because I was critical Of myself And my times And all that But Right Once you let go of it And actually enjoy What you're doing Then that's 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 the gift In its essence I suppose Yeah Yeah That's probably The lesson for all of us
1: Isn't it With everything we do (sighs) uh, Just letting go And enjoying it
0: Yep Hard thing to do the metal.
1: It? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you can be harder than it sounds, so. yeah. So
0: That's interesting, mate. Tell me, um, with regards to people connecting with your beautiful music, what's the best way to do that? Uh well the
1: the name that it's uh, that I, the solo name that I'm using is Chris Lane, so L A N E. Yep. And it's Chris Lane one oh eight, but one hundred and eight, like because there's a now that Chris Lane, who's a muso and he's uh, he's a big sort of country and western star in the US. So if you <laughs> kind of Google Chris Lane, that's all will come up. Yeah, but that's not, that's not me. Um, so I put a one oh eight on the end, which is you know sort of Sanskrit homage to the you know to the uh, the Hindu or that yogic sort of. Uh, Influence of the music I'm playing there. Yep. Um. 108, you know, being the one of the holy numbers, or probably the holiest number. Um. As far you know, examples: 108 beads on a, you know, on a mala. Mm. Um. 108 beads on a rosary. You know, in the in the sort of Christian religion.
0: Yep.
1: Um. And all sorts of different things. But um. Yeah. So I sort of take that on the end, just to sort of differentiate myself from. The country western Got. Yeah, mate.
0: So well, yeah,
1: you, yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, you can find it on you know all the main platforms. You know, Spotify and iTunes and you know <clears throat> all that sort of thing.
0: You have really got to check uh, it out. It's uh, that, that album changed my life, mate. As I've sort of said to you, and uh, you know, I, I I I used to like that was my meditation in the morning. I, I'd i I when I first started running years ago, I listened to music, but then I sort of I'd disconnected and connected more with nature. But when it was bad weather outside i'd get a like a, a foam mat one of those uh, gym mats and i'd skip yeah. and, and i'd skip through your whole album so i was about an hour you know <laughs> and um yeah uh, it was, it's skipping for dude. me it's skipping for me is like meditation like it is with running because you can get into the flow and then you uh you breathe better and your body's working and you know everything starts yeah, you to must be pretty, pretty fit mate Oh yeah, I backed off a bit, there was a bit of ego with fitness with me, but now it's oh, yeah. more, more about enjoyment, you know, and um, combining yoga and combining meditation and combining some fitness together and, um, you know, a reasonably good diet, then all of a sudden yeah, you've yeah. got um, a pathway to be able to manage your physical and mental health, mental health a bit better. But I was brought up, you know, yeah. tr- traditionally in, in the country, Chris, of uh, all the bad habits and I thought that was normal, but there's yeah. so much so much more to life once we learn the good habits, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely I think so yeah.
0: yeah
1: I think a lot more There's a lot more um, Amazing things beyond Getting off your face You know mm. um, Yeah it's, Yeah, I think so there, mine, Personally, my own experience has been that You know, there's been a lot more depth And a lot more Joy and laughter and love And, and everything uh, Away from Being focused on, on uh, Sort of you know, getting really drunk or really stoned, or you know, self-destructive I mean, behaviors.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah, and that, yeah, I think that's you're right. Like in that, you know, I I sort of spent once I got my license and I was living in Melbourne, I, I just wanted to get out of there because I was getting into surfing, so I, I just basically got in the car and, and moved down to the coast, like down to that's around right. Phillip Island. And, oh, yeah uh in I lived down there for a few years. And uh yeah, it was an amazing place, beautiful, great people. Um but the culture was generally, you know, a lot of alcohol, you know, yeah. and a lot of weed. Yep. And and that was sort of the standard, you know. That's sort of pretty much that was your recreation was just drinking and and getting stoned, you know, and, and um obviously surfing when there was waves, but yeah, you know, pretty much any kind of gathering that happened was around alcohol and weed. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, I think those kind of things were hard habits to break as well. As as I sort of got older, I didn't realise how how much they'd sort of become part of me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and yeah, it's it's been interesting. See, the last five months, I've just sort of um decided just to cuz I always sort of kept a little bit at you know in the back pocket you know i oh, will yeah, have a mm. you know uh, I'll have a beer here and a beer there and and then drink a bit of that and then maybe smoke a bit of that and mm. you know sort of not sort of trying to give myself too many rules which which is great but when they're habits you know and I'm drinking cuz it's a habit yeah I'm not drinking just you know to the enjoyment or I'm thirsty. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, so yeah, it's conscious the last five months I've, I've just been, you know, decided right, that's it, I'm not, not drinking any more alcohol. Just to try it and just to see how it feels, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and really sort of submit that in me That that's not that I'm in control of of when I drink and I'm in control of when I do whatever I do. So and that are the strongest habits. that that sort of come through with me was that sort of alcohol thing and the, the, you know, smoking weed. So, Mm. um, yeah, just to go, right, I'm not not having either. Uh, And basically no stimulants, no caffeine. uh, So no coffee, no tea, nothing with caffeine in it, Mm. which I don't think I've ever done. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've just been experimenting with that the last five months, and um, that's been pretty awesome as well.
0: Yeah, the body would love you and the mental clarity will come, mate, and at 54, like, you're in good nick, but you're actually giving your system a break now, which it's probably been waiting for for a long time. So, yeah, it's, yeah. you need to embrace it. Yeah.
1: you know. Yeah, well, you sort of don't realise, but all these little habits, like, oh, I'll have a coffee in the morning and then I'll have a beer when I knock off at night, and, you know, if you're kind of doing that every single day... Yeah. Your body's never really sort of sitting in its natural energy. Yeah, it's not getting. It's improved. either yeah. it's stimulated or it's it, you know or it's repressed or or something. You don't really know how you're actually feeling. Mm, that's right. So part of that for me was just like I actually want to know how I'm feeling, mm. like really, you know. Mm,
0: mm, agree. Um, no oh, oh, we could talk a lot and, about that, but I I really like pursued the highest levels of potential through raw food diets and all those sorts of things and giving away all stimulants and it's amazing how how good we can feel as humans that we're just not aware of you know yeah
1: yeah yeah there's definitely uh your body can do amazing things when it's when it's given the opportunity you know to when you've made it clean and clear and you you've cleaned your bloodstream out and uh you know like it's kind of Realize that your body can actually heal itself from, from anything. Mm. You know, like, no matter what you do to it, it's like, if you you know, you clean your bloodstream out. Um, yeah, and I, I feel that actually the source of all disease, including mental disease, is toxic, is toxicity and a toxic bloodstream. Mm. Oh,
0: for sure. Because we're,
1: yeah. we're taking all these toxins in through so many different, um, you, know, you know, through the food chain and through, you know, obviously, stimulants and drugs and you know, pharmaceutical drugs, and uh, mm. even natural drugs, or whatever it is, it's 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 uh, sort of even just things like turmeric, too much, mm. too much turmeric, too much garlic, too much you know, all these things that you kind of yeah. habitually eat on a daily basis, um, can affect your bloodstream, and and you know, you basically, yeah, I, it's kind of a whole other discussion, but um. Yeah, I've I've really learnt some some good things lately from some, some from some different teachers about uh, looking after your body. And as you know, like once you get up to the fifty, you know, like the fifty year mark, everything sort of comes home to roost. You know, mm, yeah. If you if you haven't been looking after your body, your body's going to let you know. it. <laughs>
0: listen to the body it's smarter than you you know that's something we don't actually understand how to listen to it and what it's actually telling us you know we ignore it a lot yeah yeah,
1: yeah that's right uh, and that's all part of that sort of drinking more and, and you know whatever habit you've got to kind of numb yourself suppress uh, yeah. Is basically you know it's your body's trying to tell you something and, and most likely it's trying to tell you that you're toxic yeah that's
0: it time to clean um, yeah for sure
1: yeah so i found that you know one of the most empowering things that i've done you know in this uh this year is has been that is just sort of clean up my ass and sort of see how that feels you know mm-hmm.
0: it's five months mate that's a good effort and you will be feeling good but you know i went a year without drinking and all that and um yeah just purely clean you know just what happens is your senses become heightened again. You start to feel things, see things, sense things which you would never actually like experienced before. Um, yeah, exactly, everything yeah. starts to work well again. And I just believe that's um, that's that's within all of us. We've just been taken away. Society is trying to consistently keep us unhealthy, you know, because it's good for the economy. And um, uh, yeah. once we can take our power back by doing things which actually like align. Uh, our our mental health, our heart and our our physical body, then um, we can actually start to get back to to balance and and really not outsource our our health, actually like start to actually be able to heal and, uh, and manage ourselves a lot better.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I
0: agree 100%. Mates, um, this has been a really great conversation. I really hope people reach out to you. Um, look up Chris Lane 108, Spotify, December Tapes. It's an awesome album. And, um, yeah, I really look forward to the feedback from this conversation because I'm sure there'll be plenty that'll get some good uh, advice and information from Chris on following the heart and actually what that can actually do, you know. So, Chris could be a carpenter now, he could be uh, living in a beautiful place in Budrum or Moolabar Mool- or somewhere, but he's chosen to take a life which he's more aligned to, and I guess at the end of the day, that's made him happy, and um, mate, I-, I reckon those words pretty well sum it up. You- you're in a really good space for a 54-year-old man, and it's only going to get better and better for you from here on in, mate, so really grateful for the chat. Yeah,
1: well, thanks for inviting me on, Aaron, and um, you know, I, I just hope that, uh, you know, the conversation we've had is helpful to some people out there. Um, you know, I'm just sort of basically sharing what I've, what I've learned and sort of my experiences and, um, yeah, I just hope that it's helpful for someone and, um, yeah, thanks for doing what you're doing.
0: Appreciate it, mate. I've got no doubt there'll be plenty that'll get a lot from this one. Guys, thanks very much for listening in. Chris, what a beautiful man. Um, lots to learn from that conversation listen to the heart listen to the heart listen to the heart it'll give you the truth every time uh, we're just going to learn the techniques and skills to be able to do it and he's lucky that he picked it up early but it's within all of us at whatever age we're at you know we can change and start to get back to a, a state of harmony again so I'm really grateful for you listening in and appreciate your feedback uh, reach out to me support outbackmind.com.au look at the website if you can outbackmind.com.au Some awesome guests coming up, so please listen uh, in and uh, share the podcast with others. I'd really appreciate it. Cheers.